0: Thank you. My St. Patrick here one half of the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. And I'm here to deliver the Caribbean Cricket Podcast New Year's resolutions as we step into 2023. But as ever, before I get into that, a bit of admin. I tried, you know, I tried and I said, let's try and touch 4K YouTube subscribers before the year is out. At the time of recording, we are on 3,934. I don't know if we can get 66 subscribers before 2023 hits, but I must beg all the same and we must try all the same. Maybe, maybe that can happen. So if you're new to the Caribbean Cricket Podcast and this is the first video you're ever watching, or you've been watching our videos, or you've been listening on the, the podcast app of your choice, whether Spotify, Apple, et etc., et subscribe, follow, share, like, you know the drill, um, press the notification, all of that. All of that. It really helps the podcast, really helps the algorithms, et cetera, et cetera. So we're on that road. Remember, you can follow the Caribbean Cricket Podcast at Twitter. Sorry, at Caribbean Cricket on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, We've just updated the website. So head to www.CaribbeanCricketPodcast.com. That's kind of like the one-stop shop to find everything you need to know. And of course, big up anybody who's become a patron over the last month. We've had eight new patrons In the last month uh, for the Caribbean Cricket Podcast, big up you guys and girls, big up anybody who's been a patron from the get-go or jumped on the wave at any point. You're really the ones that help the Caribbean Cricket Podcast because we don't have any sponsors. Two and a half years in now, we're still maybe three years in now, and we still haven't got any sponsors Uh, No, two and a half years in people. We still not got a sponsor. If you know anybody who you think should be sponsoring the Caribbean Cricket Podcast, send them this show. Send them a link and say, get behind these guys. They're the ones who really tell us what's going on in West Indies cricket. But head to www.patreon.com forward slash Cricket, and you can become a supporter of the podcast and of all of our content for as little as two pounds, two dollars, two rupees, two euros, two yen, whatever your currency might be you can become a supporter. But let's get into it, people. Let's get right into it. Why have I done this video? Because in the UK, as I record, we're about four hours away from 2023. And I thought it was just right that we ended the year by saying these are the things we'd like to see happen in 2023. 2022 was a rough year in West Indies cricket. It feels like every year in West Indies cricket is a rough year. But 2022 was a rough one. Cuss-outs galore. Um, retirements galore, (laughs) World Cup knockouts galore. Listen, it's been a rough one. And if you haven't yet, like I say, if you haven't watched our uh, 2022 Caribbean Cricket Podcast award show, which we did um, last night, do go back and watch that, listen to it, etc., etc. But I've listed 10 things, 10 things I'd like to see happen in West Indies cricket in 2023. So I'm just going to go through the list. This should be a quick video. (laughs) This should be quick content. I say that all the time, but this should be a quick one. So these are the 10 things I would like to see happen in West Indies cricket in 2023. And this isn't in order of importance. These just happen to be the things that I wrote down um, a couple of days ago in terms of my wishes for 2023. Wish number one. I'd like to see West Indies get through the ODI World Cup qualifiers in June. I believe they're going to be in, is it June? I think they're going to be in June. They're scheduled to be in Zimbabwe. I am, of course, assuming that the West Indies are going to end up in the World Cup qualifiers. We are still mathematically going through to the main stage of the World Cup because we still are holding on to eighth place in the ODI Super League. But uh, we, we're still, we still need snookers. We need South Africa to hold, like, I think England need to beat South Africa 3-0. Um, I think we need Sri Lanka to still catch a few more licks and so on and so forth. As things currently stand, we're actually qualifying for the World Cup main stage. But the chances are by about February or whatever it might be that we're going to be having to go to the World Cup qualifiers. So wish number one is that West Indies find a way to get through the ODI World Cup qualifiers. They end up as one of the top two teams to make it through to the ODI World Cup in the summer. Of course, by then we'll have a new coach. Um, and that's essentially, that's going to be almost like their first big major task, getting us through those OGI World Cup qualifiers. I don't even want to, Santoki and I have discussed this, like in the WhatsApp, and we'll probably drop a few episodes on it for West Indies on 99.94 DM. If West Indies don't make it to the OGI World Cup, the cuss out, that will go on throughout the Caribbean might signal the end of West Indies cricket altogether. t 20s not enough people treat T20s like it's an important format of cricket in the Caribbean. So us crashing out of those World Cups is a cuss out, but it's not a major cuss out. You want, you lot want to see cuss out. Watch what happens if we don't make it through to the LGI World Cup. New Year's resolution. Wish number two. I'd like to see cricket West Indies continue to invest in, the women's game, and I'd like to sh- the West Indies women's team to continue to show levels of incremental improvement. Now, some of you will be like, "What do you mean, Mash? We we just got slaughtered by England at home." Obviously, what was it? Was it five nil in the T20s and three nil defeat in the um in the ODIs? I take all that with a pinch of salt. Because the reality is the gap between the the women's game in England versus the women's game in the Caribbean, when you add on the fact that we've had two years of basically no cricket in the Caribbean due to the pandemic, we have funding issues in the Caribbean, we've just seen one of our goats of the game, Deandra Dottin, step away from West Indies cricket. So you can't really judge the West Indies women's game by how we fail to compete versus England on a regular basis like that's that uh, what's that what type of comparison is that okay that's too wide of a gap to make a, a legitimate comparison so what I'd like to see instead is some incremental improvements so for example in that in the recently completed series we saw Rashada Williams come into her own a bit more and show that she has developed her game a bit more and show that she's got a Uh, a few more expansive strokes in her game. That's what I mean by incremental improvements. That's realistically where we need to look at the women's game in the Caribbean. And that also requires the the Cricket West Indies to continue to fund. It requires Cricket West Indies to make sure that the, uh, the, the women's academy that is supposed to be happening alongside, or shall I say, I'm going to call it girls. I'm going to call it women. The Women's Academy or Under-19, Under-20 Academy that's supposed to be happening alongside the boys, which is scheduled to really get going next year. I need to see that. I need to see that develop in the same way how the West Indies Academy has developed in 2022. So I'd like to see that. My third wish uh, for 2023 or resolution is I want to see improvement in the way that cricket is covered in the Caribbean. So this is a challenge to the Caribbean media. Listen, I'm going to be big and bossy right now. Big and bolsey. The best media outlet covering cricket in the Caribbean is the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. There, big and bolsy. I'm saying it with chess. Nobody covers cricket better than us. West Indies cricket. No one does, right? And the reason why I say no one does is because nobody goes into the depth of analysis that we do. Nobody answers the questions that need to be asked like we do nobody engages with the stakeholders of the game and get down to the nitty-gritty like we do that's not arrogance i'm just calling that's straight facts as far as i'm concerned i'm calling it straight facts if you want to talk about media outlets in the caribbean as far as we are concerned and i'm speaking on behalf of santoki as well we're number one you, you, Obviously people point at numbers and say, no, you're not. Okay, obviously numbers we're not, but we're number one. So my challenge to the rest of media in the Caribbean is match us. Match us. And when I say match us, what I mean is match us in terms of the depth of analysis. Match us in terms of the forensic questions you're answering. Not gotcha questions, not clickbait questions, forensic questions and match us in the sense of being realistic in what you're asking for with regards to West Indies cricket. That's a challenge to West Indies media or cricket media in the Caribbean. So that, that that that's resolution number three. And sorry, I should just say, the reason why I'm saying that isn't because I'm trying to say, oh, you must be like the Caribbean Cricket Podcast, although that's what it'll sound like. No, what I'm trying to say is it benefits the wider cricket public in the Caribbean If our media improves in terms of the quality of the work they're doing around cricket. there's And and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying everyone's rubbish. No, there are some brilliant um, journalists when it comes to cricket um, or talking heads when it comes to cricket in the Caribbean. But it's not consistent enough. Wish number four. In 2023, the West Indies Test side, and and in fact, sorry, I should say it's a it's a it's a full format tour. So the white ball sides and the red ball sides will play tours. Will sorry, we will tour South Africa in 2023, and India will tour us in the summer of 2023. My wish for 2023 is that we compete. Make no mistake about it. As much as we've said that South Africa have caught the same licks as we did in Australia, make no mistake about it. West Indies are up against it when they travel to South Africa in March for not only the Test series, but the T20 series, the ODI series, everything. We're going to be up against it. I think it's an all full format tour against South Africa. We're going to be up against it, right? I just need to see us compete, particularly in Tests. Uh, in fact, you know, everything I, I need to see us compete. I need to see us take some W's back from South Africa. Not a lot, because I don't think that's realistic, but I need to see us take some Ws back from South Africa. I do not want us to go to South Africa and come back from that tour with pure Ls. So I'd like to see us show some level of competitive, uh, real competitive cricket against the South Africans in their own conditions. Similarly, when India come to us, the last time India came to us was, was at the back end of 2019 and we got licked down, right? Sorry, for test series. They've come more recently. I think last year, actually, they came for, what was it? T20s and ODIs. I think we basically took licks. I think we won one match out of the, all of those white ball series as well. So when India come in 2023 uh, three for the full format tour, we need to be more competitive. So that, that's my wish for the senior men's side um, going forward in 2023. Wish number five. My My hope. Wish resolution for 2023 is that the coach we appoint is the right person. Now, obviously, in somewhere as divisive and as divided as the Caribbean, no matter who we appoint, someone's going to cuss. We've already seen that Phil, Phil o. Wallace has gone and what was it in? Was it on Mason and Guess? And Phil o. Wallace was like, it can't be Sh- Shiv Shanderpool just because he's got 11,000 runs. It can't be Shiv Shanderpool. And I've got to be honest, Philo, if you're listening to this, that didn't make sense as an argument. Because Shiv Shandapur is level three qualified. So it's not about whether Shiv has 11,000 runs or not. I just want an appropriately qualified, well-qualified coach to be the next coach of West Indies. And if that means his Shiv is Shiv, he's level three after all. It's not like Shiv's just coming out of nowhere with no coaching badges, no um, qualifications, and we're just saying, "Well, boy, you made runs, you take over the West Indies." The man has his, the man has his, um, his qualifications. Put respect on his name. That's not for me to say. It should be Shiv, though. I'm just saying, my wish, my resolution for 2023 is that we appoint the right coach and that there is a realistic. There's a realistic reasoning and justification given for whoever gets that job. Also, when that coach gets the job, I hope that we give that coach all of the tools they need to succeed. We've had if it's a if it's a, if it's an overseas coach, so be it. If it's a if it's a West Indian coach, so be it. But let's just hope they're given all of the tools they need to succeed. Resolution number three. Trying to read my notes here. Uh, I've put here, I've written it down as expansion at the grassroots. And I think what I meant by that when I wrote that one down, so this is, sorry, just say resolution number three, number six? I think what I meant by that when I said expansion at the grassroots is fundamentally, anybody who's serious about the, the game of cricket in the West Indies understands and acknowledges that nothing will improve without the fundamentals and the basics going on at the grassroots level. I think we are slowly but surely... Finally, I'm so glad it's finally happening. People are starting to realise that you can cuss out Phil Simmons. You can cuss out the coach. You can cuss out a Kyron Pollard, a captain. You can you can cuss out a Nicholas Puran, the captain, and say, boy, there are rocks. And West Indies can't go forward till we appoint a good coach. And But people are slowly starting to realise, and Pollard was always the one who spoke about this, right? Remember what Pollard said at the start of 2022? We have issues with batting in the Caribbean. People cussed him out. We're slowly starting to reach a point now where people are starting to understand you cannot expect cricketers to get to the international stage, the senior men's side and the senior women's side, right? And say, well, boy, there are rucks and and not understand that, well, actually, the coaches that we've got at the senior international level are having to rectify flaws that should have been rectified long ago. They're having to almost teach these guys how to play cricket at the international stage, right? So when I say my kind of New Year's resolution and wish for 2023 is expansion at the grassroots, I mean, I want to see from island to island, nation to nation, from each, each territorial board, a greater level of commitment. Now we're the other side of the pandemic. COVID hasn't gone anywhere, but we're now we're the other side of the pandemic in terms of lockdown. People really invest in at the grassroots level, putting in the necessary cultures at the grassroots level to improve the quality at the grassroots. Only if you improve quality at grassroots do you get better, better quality players coming through. Cricket West Indies have shown the other territories the way forward. They've, look, they bought out college cricket ground. They've implemented the West Indies Academy. So we know now that The best around the Caribbean have the chance to go to the West Indies Academy and work under an Andre uh, Coley and uh, um, uh, a Graham West, etc., a Floyd Reefer, etc., and hone their skills. And I'm sure those players will try and get one on the show, will say, Boy, you see that year in the Cricket West Indies Academy, that's really helped my game. That's great. But if West Indies cricket is to go forward, each territory should be replicating what cricket west indies have done in the, in the in antigua where where's the academy in jamaica where's the um uh let me pick somewhere random um where's the academies throughout guyana because some people say to me oh but Burbese are doing xyz i hear that about Burbese cricket but where's the academies throughout guyana just p- to pick places at random for example, so I want to see greater expansion at the grassroots, and that goes down to the territory, territorial boards, and what they're doing. Uh, wish number seven or resolution number seven 18 tours. A recent press release came out uh, a couple of days ago. Johnny Graves, CEO of Cricket West Indies, said, You know what? We've got some 18 tours scheduled um, at the end of the four day West Indies Championship. Great to hear it, but I want to see it. I don't. A-team cricket isn't going to solve the woes of West Indies, but it'll help. So I'd like to see an A-team tour. We had, in 2023, we had Bangladesh come to us. Great. That was amazing because the players exposed that. Actually, let's pick a player. Who played in the A-team games against Bangladesh in 2022? Tej Narayan Shandapur. By the end of 2022, Tej had gone to Australia and excelled against the Australians in his first ever, um, international series. So I'd like to, we, we got to call it as we see it, a team cricket helps bridge the gap between West Indies Academy, territorial cricket, a team cricket, international cricket. So when Johnny Gray says we've got some A team tours scheduled, some West Indies Academy tours scheduled, fantastic. But I want to see it. Let's see what they've got up their sleeve. Let's see where the team's gonna go. And let's see what numbers these people uh, these players can um can, can, can produce. I've written down for wish number eight or resolution number eight four-day cricket. But I think that goes with number seven. So forget that. It looks like I'm only gonna have nine resolutions, people. Um, so resolution number eight. Um <laughs> resolution or wish number eight for 2023 is I've put, I want the local boards to be held to account. Boy, let me sip my drink about that one. Each territorial board, the JCA, the BCA, the TTCB, uh, the the Leeward Islands Cricket Board, the Windward Islands Cricket Board, the Guyana Cricket Board, I want every single one of them, all of the cronies in them, all of the presidents in them, I want them to be held accountable. And guess what? I don't even mean held accountable by the, the the higher heads of Cricket West Indies because there's only so much they can do. I want those who are invested in cricket within their own islands, their own nations, their own territories to hold your cricket boards accountable. So I am a Jamaican. Yeah, I was born in Jamaica. My people are all Jamaican. Me. As somebody who purports to be somebody who is part of cricket media in the Caribbean, albeit I live in London, I need to start asking more questions of Billy Heaven, the 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 the, the president of, of Jamaica cricket board and saying, but what are you doing about cricket in Jamaica? What are you actually doing, Billy? What are you doing to 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 to, to move cricket forward in Jamaica? Those who are in Trinidad. What questions are you asking of Basaraf? What's he actually doing to move cricket forward in Trinidad? Is he actually doing a good job? Call him out. And I know what some people say. They'll say, well, boy, if you call certain man out, you might lose your patronage. You might see certain doors shut for you because of the power they wield. Well, you know what? That's why we have to speak power. We have to speak truth to power. Listen, if we don't do it, we the people are the true stakeholders of the game. And if it means that man and man have to cut off, cut off, um cut us off and cut shut doors and so on and so forth. That doesn't mean you give up. You still speak truth to power. You still ask your, your regional cricket boards and cuss out and write into the newspapers, get on the radio stations and make them feel uncomfortable. Because some of these people are what I call they're old boys. They're old boys, yeah? And they got jobs for life. Like let, let me I was about to I was about to say words like corruption. Boy, let me relax. Let me relax but they got jobs for life. And until we call them out and say to them and say to them stuff like, uh, freedom of information request, show us the accounts, show us the accounts, show us how you've actually been investing in, in cricket, in, in your nation, in, in our Island, in our nation, show us, justify why you're getting paid the money you're getting paid. What have you done for, for cricket in the region It's two in 2023. I want to see less of, oh, boy, it's the president of Cricket West Indies' fault. I want to see less of that. And that's not because I, I don't think Skerritt is, a, is above a cuss out or shallow or anyone like that, or Johnny Grave or Jimmy Adams or this, that and the other. But cricket can only move forward in the Caribbean if we hold our actual territories, our, the, the, the the cronies in our territories to account for what they're actually doing. So all of the local media within your respective nations and your islands Start critiquing your actual cricket boards. What are they doing? What have they done? Where's their receipts to show the work that they've really put in? Okay. It's like that 2023 people. And last resolution that I've got, last resolution that I've got. So it's supposed to be number 10, but technically it's number nine. My last wish for 2023 is this. In March in 2023, we are going to have presidential elections. So Ricky Skerritt will not be standing. His four-year term will have come to an end. Elected in 2019 after the end of Dave Cameron's reign of terror, right? Ricky Skerritt came in. His four years are up. He will not seek re-election. Obviously, there are a lot of people around the Caribbean who said, oh, Ricky Skerritt has done nothing for West Indies cricket. Da, 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 da. That's dunce talk for a start. And the reason why it's dunce talk is where did the West Indies Academy come from? Who's responsible for that then? Where did the expansion of the coach education program come from? Who's responsible for that? Have you ever had a cricket board in the region before that's had to deal with a two-year shutdown of cricket due to a pandemic? That doesn't excuse Skerritt and Shallow, but they are significant mitigating circumstances that have never, ever had to be faced before by anybody who has run uh, Cricket West Indies. So that's not for me to say that the Caribbean Cricket Podcast endorses Ricky Skerritt's four years or endorses Kishore Shallow if he chooses to stand uh, to be the next president of Cricket West Indies. But my wish and my resolution for 2023 is whoever does stand to be the next president, vice president of Cricket West Indies, they carry on the best of the work that Shallow and Skerritt have put in place. The West Indies, Okay, let me drop it like this. The West Indies Academy that started this summer in 2022 is the best thing to happen in cricket in this region in years. How about that? I I I, I dare anyone to reply in the comments below or send an actor at, at, at Carry Cricket and say to me, now nah, you're talking nonsense, Mash. You don't know what you're talking about. I t- I'll say it again. The establishment of the West Indies Academy out of Antigua in the Coolidge Cricket Ground is the best thing to happen in West Indies cricket in years. And that's down to this current administration. So whoever wins in 2023 and whoever becomes the next president and VP, they need to carry on the best work of Skerritt and Shallow. If I see somebody become president in 2023 and they scrap the West Indies Academy, we might as well all just be done with West Indies cricket from now. So what I need to see in 2023 and probably this and probably I end with this as the biggest wish for 2023 is that the programs the good programs that have been put in place uh, by Skerret and Shallow, I need to see the winner of the presidential elections in 2023 commit to carrying them on Coach education program uh, run by Chris Brazz- uh, Brabazon still needs to go round the Caribbean with the help of an Andre Coley, et cetera, Jimmy Adams, et cetera. The the Indies Academy still needs to carry on both for boys and the girls. The best of the work needs to be committed to by the next president. It it shouldn't become a kind of, well, boy, the only way for me to establish that I'm different from Scurrit and Shallow is to come up with something new and scrap all the stuff that they did. I don't want to see none of that. So that's a big wish that I've got for 2023 and a big resolution. Listen, people, a little quick video, like I say, a little 25, 26 minutes. Finally, I guess I just want to say thank you to everybody um, who has liked a video, subscribed to Caribbean Cricket Podcast, whatever medium you listen to, watch on. Sent us a tweet, sent us a message, become a patron, uh, shared us with a friend, um, got us – open doors for us that we didn't know or where we didn't even know doors existed. Any, anyone who's come on the platform from Michael Afferton to Jimmy Adams to Kyron Pollard, um anybody who's come on the platform in, in the last year, we just want to thank everybody for your support in 2022. we got some big things planned for 2023. The story isn't over for the Caribbean cricket podcast. We rest now. We, we, we reflect and, we reflect on the blessings in 2022. And like I say, we step out with our best foot forward, both us and you as well. Um, all of you listening watching, listening to this or watching this, we step with our best foot forward in 2023. Bless up, have a blessed um, New Year's and uh, see you all in 2023, people. Thank you so much for listening and engaging with the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. I'd be of St. Patrick Hewitt. Thank you and good night.